2: uh, welcome! It is uh, Bowerly on News Radio nine thirty W B E N on a Tuesday, and I want to pick up on uh, something that we left off with yesterday, and that is uh, people are holding on to their cars longer and longer. And I can't speak for you; you can speak for you. But I, I want to know. Uh, <laughs> don't don't laugh. I want to know how many miles are on your car especially if it's over 100,000 miles? And what kind of car is it, and would you buy another one? Because basically, new cars have basically climbed uh, ridiculously in price, as you well know if you've been out looking for a car. Of course, some are more, shall we say, budget-friendly than others. But how long do you typically hold on to a car, and at what mile point do you start to say, You know what? This is getting a little bit iffy. Now, speaking from my own experience, and I didn't realize this, I didn't really think about it until uh, yesterday when it came up on the show. Um, I have a 2017 vehicle, and it's got 46,000 miles on it, thereabouts. And I hadn't even thought, really, about getting rid of it, except uh, a couple of years ago, took uh, the new version of what I have now out for a test drive and it wasn't anything like the old version. In other words, the 2017 was far in excess of quality of the 2021, so I didn't uh, make a trade. So here I am, I'm sitting here wondering, geez, how many miles am I going to get out of this vehicle and do I hold on to it until it just goes into the ground? Is that what you do? Do you hold on to a vehicle until it goes into the ground or do you do you lease? Maybe you do the two-year lease thing like uh, certain people I know. Maybe you do the four-year finance or the five-year finance. Uh, I forget what I did uh, as far as the finance on uh, my car. It's one of the longer plans, I guess, but I'm, I'm kind of curious because new cars have gotten so just out of the ballpark uh, expensive in so many cases, what you're driving, how many miles are on it, and are you happy with it? Now, look, I'm not J.D. Power or anything, but I'm just kind of curious if you're happy with it. I mean, i got to think if you're driving something that's got 140,000, 150,000 miles on it and it has not uh, cost you an arm and a leg, you've got to be pretty happy with it. And I want to see if there's a uh, – how do I say this? I want to see if, not a consensus, I want to see if certain cars come up over and over and over again as being reliable, high-mileage vehicles, if that makes sense to you. You guys want to play? You want to play my little game? Okay. And people in my family, they have ridiculous odometer readings. I mean, absolutely ridiculous. Like I said, six years, 46,000 miles. That That's it. And part of that, in all frankness, is I honestly just don't like to drive that much anymore. Unless sometimes late at night, I will go out and take a drive because the traffic isn't that bad and it can be more relaxing than stressful. Like right now, certain areas stressful, uh, but uh, you know, three in the morning, not so stressful. 803-0930 is the phone number. Star nine thirty on the cell phone one eight hundred six one six W B E N. Uh, how are you doing? Uh, how are you doing with your uh, odometer? How many miles? And what kind of vehicle do you have? Would you buy another one? And at what point are you going to get rid of what you're driving now? And is uh, price a factor in what you're going to do with your vehicle? Uh, let's go to Lloyd on a cell phone. Lloyd, you're on WBen. Hello.
3: Hi, Tom. I have to get in on this one. I'm driving a 2014 Nissan Altima with 301. One hundred forty-eight thousand miles on it, and the Good. only thing we do is change the air filter, put new tires on it, and change the oil every ten thousand miles.
2: Three hundred over three hundred thousand miles—that is very yep. impressive. But in, in I'm, I'm kind of curious uh, what it is you do with that vehicle that since 2014 you've racked up over three hundred thousand miles on it.
3: Well, actually, last year I racked up one hundred thirty thousand. I'm a medical transporter,
2: and oh, I see you—you you drive people to uh, appointments.
3: Yes, and in and, and uh, last year we we were uh, Rochester, Batavia, Warsaw. I mean, in one day, well, actually, one trip. I went from Marion, New York, uh, to Warsaw, New York. That's uh, seventy-eight miles.
2: One way. Damn. So, how long? And how long was, are you going to hold on to your 2014 Nissan Altima
3: until it doesn't work anymore or we can't find parts for it?
2: So, at what point? I mean, I remember people, when I was a kid, people used to say, this car is nickel and diming me to death, meaning that every other week it's at the repair shop for something. Um, Is there ever going to come a point with your Nissan Altima where you're going to say, you know what, the cost of repairing does not, it just doesn't make sense anymore?
3: Well, the only real repair we've had to do so far is the wheel bearing, and that's pretty much it. You know, you buy quality from the start, and you got quality throughout.
2: Uh, I I agree with you to a point, yeah. I mean, there are some brands, which I'm not going to name, uh, which uh, let's just say they tried to be everything to everybody, and as a result, they have become absolutely vanilla, Um, but Thank you very much. I appreciate the call. Can anybody beat 300,000 miles on a 2014 Altima? You guys are holding on to your vehicles longer and longer. That's the situation. So what are you driving, and what is the odometer on it? Because, again, I can only speak personally. I've met a number of people with well over 100,000 miles on their vehicles. And, you know, I've never held on to a car as long as I've held on to what I'm driving now. Uh, there's one car that I wish I had not traded in, but I'm not going to cry over spilled milk. Or would that be spilt milk? 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Uh, this is uh, Bob in Buffalo. Bob, you are on. Hello.
4: Hey, Tom. So I've had several cars go well over 100,000 miles. Um The most notable high-mileage one is I actually had, for a while, an 83 Volkswagen Rabbit little pickup truck. (laughs) It was this tiny little non-turbo diesel engine. I swear it had close to 300,000 miles on it. It was a rust bucket, so I eventually had to get rid of it, but that was fun. Um, My two Audis that I had, I ran those up to... The one was, I think, two hundred fourteen thousand. That was a gas one, and then my last one was a diesel that I ran to um, a little over two hundred thousand. That one I just traded in, and then I had a Honda that I also. me time out. Let
2: me let me just interrupt. Let me interrupt here. Sure. When you're trading in a vehicle that has over two hundred thousand miles on it, what are you looking at as far as trade-in value? So.
4: The only one I actually was able to trade in was the Audi Q7 that I had. That was the diesel. I think. All right. So it was a 2013. I think I ended up getting like five grand for it.
2: Hmm. Surprising. Surprising.
4: But I mean, I used it like a workhorse. Like before I got my work truck, I was using it to
2: tow my like big work trailer. So it
4: it really put in the
2: work so anything anything go wrong on it Were there any uh, habitual problems with it
4: um so the alternator went on it but for the age and the mileage I wasn't like that shocked or surprised but other than that, it had I think a little bit of diesel engine issue right at the beginning but because of the whole diesel scandal with Volkswagen they took care of
2: it for me so other than that it was great one of the best vehicles I've owned. Well, good for you. So you, you, what what is your next vehicle going to be, hoping that you get over 100,000 miles on it?
4: So I have a truck right now that hasn't been treating me too well, so I'm actually looking to get like an old late 90s, early 2000s Ford diesel, one of the big 7.3 liter diesels, because those will last for easily four hundred, five hundred thousand 500,000 miles because they're just such lazy engines. There's not a ton of movement in them, so they – I mean, they were putting those in school buses and they last forever. So that's kind of what I'm looking at next. But I really, really love the Volkswagen diesels and they're kind of a hot commodity because they don't make them here anymore. Um, So, but they, I mean, for my Passat that I had, I was getting 40 mpg on the highway. It was incredible.
2: Yeah, I, I oh, I liked the Passat. I had two Passats mm-hmm. uh, back in the day, and I, I really right. thought they were fine automobiles. I think at one point they'd won Automobile of the Year or something like that. But um, I don't doubt all it. right, so you're a guy who obviously does a lot of driving and a lot of work related driving. Oh yeah, big time.
4: Yeah, I was living in Ellicottville and commuting into Buffalo back and forth almost every single day. So I needed, you know, fuel efficient things that
2: could handle all the work I was putting them through. Understood. Uh, Robert, thank you very much. I appreciate the call, my love. It is Bowerly, 19 minutes after 2. So uh, with the price of automobiles having skyrocketed, how many miles are on your vehicle, and what vehicle is it, and would you buy another one? And for how long are you going to hold on to it? And uh, like I said, I've met a whole bunch of people lately with uh, odometer readings well over 100,000 miles, which seems absurd to me. And I've never held on to a car as long as I've held on to what i'm driving now and what i've been driving since uh 2017. it's uh yeah and i know 46,000 miles since 2017 you can tell how much i love to drive uh back to the calls 803-0930 star 930 and 1-800-616-wben rick in angola you are on hello yes sir well like i said mine is not a car it's my personal vehicle,
5: but I have a 1996 Kenworth W900L that I bought brand new in 1995. I've driven it for 27 years now. i got
2: 6.1 million verifiable miles on it. I've That's gone through the engine three times. Um, that it. is astonishing. How many millions of miles? Can you run that number again? I've, I've, I've run it so far, 6.1 million. I'm going to retire when i hit when i get my next million um okay now you're gonna have to uh, help me out here because i don't know an awful lot about trucks um or anything else automotive for that matter but is that normal for a vehicle like your what you're driving not really because people number one don't want to
5: continue to you know like last week i put 2200 dollars in the air conditioning And I put 1,700 into the braking system. And people, you know, they start trying to weigh the facts. And and it's like, well, okay. So you get a write-off for buying a new truck. And after three years, you got to start repairing it. You know, well, I get a write-off for all the repairs I do, and I still drive the same truck, and you can't get a truck like this today. I get better fuel mileage. You know, I you know I don't I don't have near the uh, complications with the, you know the emissions. Um, it's a very comfortable truck. Like I said, I mean I, after 27 years, I've you know this is a piece of me. You know, and, and I, again, you know, yeah, when I go to get the engine rebuilt, it's forty thousand dollars. But a new truck like mine is over two hundred. And again, after three years of two hundred thousand dollars, I haven't even got it paid off. But I got to start repairing it. So I, you know, I've opted to just keep, you know, keep working on it. I work on it personally. I do a lot of mechanical work. The local dealer in town, they do, you know, some of the stuff that I'm not qualified to do. And um, other than that, you know, I mean, like I got a like a, a local guy in town does my tires and. And you know, tires alone, you know, well before the pandemic tires alone just for the truck, not the trailer, were six thousand dollars. Now they're probably closer to eight for ten tires. I would Um, imagine. But but I guess six hundred thousand miles of those set of tires because I buy the good ones. You know, I can I can get by with fifty five hundred dollars for a cheap set of tires that'll last me, you know, two years. I I drive you know, it takes me about five years to drive 600,000 miles. So
2: for eight wow. grand, I'm money ahead. That, that's a lot of time on the road. Are you, uh, just out of curiosity, are you happy with your job? Do you like what you do for a living? That's a lot of driving. I love what I do. I've been doing it for over 50 years.
5: I love it. Wow. I, I have my independence. I have customers that appreciate the level of service that I bring. I, um, you know, my, my, my rates are above market because of the service level that I deliver. Um, You know, when I get to these places to deliver, people are happy. You know, they're, oh, he's here on time, you know, and and it just, you know, I, I really do. I love my job. And, and well, what do you, what do you hate?
2: What do you hate most about your job? Because no matter how much you, you love your job, there are going to be things that you don't like about it. What would those be?
5: Okay. Today I experienced two really bad traffic jams. One on Transit Road to get on the throughway, and then once I got on the freeway out at Angola, you sit there and you sit there. That just drives me nuts. Yeah. You know, um, people that you know, people that drive extremely dangerously that cut you off and think that oh well you got. 18 tires so you can stop quick and, you know, stuff like that. But there's not a lot I don't like about my job. I, you know, oh, I get up to hear in it. the morning.
2: Yeah. Good to hear it. You should like what you do. Uh, that's uh, pretty awesome. Millions and millions and millions of miles. But you've been through a few engines to do it. Yep.
5: And I, I, and I believe in
2: one make of engine. Not that the other ones are
5: bad. But I've used Caterpillar engines since the beginning of time. You know, in my time. And they've always been good with me. They, they, you know, Everybody used to say, oh, it costs more to fix on It's like, yeah, it does. But guess what? It doesn't get fixed as often.
2: Hey, I, gotta, I, I just want to say something that will impress you before you go, Rick. Um, I just want to keep up with you in the man department. I used a Phillips screwdriver over the weekend. Now, try not to try not to be too astonished by this, but I did use a screwdriver over the weekend. Awesome. Um, thank you. I also drank a screwdriver over the weekend, actually. Uh, th- awesome. Yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate the call. Um, so Americans are holding on to their vehicles longer and longer. And this t- story from yesterday kind of resonated with me because I started to think, wait a minute, when is the last time I've held onto a car for six years? How about never? And uh, I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, I I just I don't know what is going to happen. I like what I drive now. It's cozy. It's comfy. It's fast as a rocket. And uh, I'm rather fond of the brand, to be honest with you. Uh, but anyway, how many miles on your odometer? Uh, what would you recommend for a great low, uh, 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 high mileage vehicle that you've discovered in uh, in your life? Uh, You can call in when you hear Tom Bucket going into the commercials, uh, sliding into the commercials at uh, about 232 or so. The uh, phone number is 803-0930. That's 803-0930. Star 930 on the cell phone and 1-800-616-WBEN. And how many of you buy versus lease? For some of you, leasing is a great option. For others, it really doesn't make sense. Maybe you've got the numbers all figured out in your head. 803 0930 star 930 and 1 800
0: 616 WBEN. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports.
1: At clock at four. Donchich. The step back three, you bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes,
0: and even podcasts, whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network.
2: I've got uh, electrodes implanted in my brain, and they're going to try to measure what makes this sound so good. Um, I don't know if you just got that in your news feed or not. Welcome, it is Bowerly News Radio 930 WBEN. So, more and more Americans are holding onto their cars longer and longer. And I'm kind of curious, as you look at your odometer, what does it read? And at what point, is there a magic number that you have where you say, I have to get rid of the car, have to get rid of the car? Um, it used to be, for me, 50,000 miles, time to get rid of the car. Now, I'm not so sure. I don't know what I'm going to do. I honestly do not. 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. What are you driving? How you how you doing with mileage? What would you recommend for a car that's going to get super super, high, uh, super, super high mileage? Let's go to uh, Polly in Niagara Falls. You are on WBEN, ma'am. Go ahead.
6: Yeah, hi. I have right now an O2 Buick Lesabre that's got over three hundred thousand, um, and and from but what and I just bought uh, a $2,000, um, oh, I don't remember what year now a it, uh, Volkswagen Tiguan with two hundred fourteen, but the mechanics just did a timing belt change on it, and from what I gather because they had a Honda Odyssey too that they um, the, uh, it had over two hundred thousand. And the mechanic said that even though the car was, uh, I thought, toast, they bought it from me because the engine, once you change the timing belt, and it's only a few hundred bucks to do it at the 200000 mark, it can go a lot, like more hundreds of thousands on on your better cars. I don't know about, you know, probably not all cars. So that's a really good hint for people who want to, you know, keep their car going. are
2: Are you sorry that you sold it to them?
6: Kind of, because they, they, they're selling it again. <laughs> they fixed it, and they're selling For it. For
2: a lot more than you thought it was worth, I bet.
6: Probably, probably, yeah. But I'm amazed. I've heard that now from several different uh, people, that it's at that at 200,000 mark. But you want to do the recommended oil changes all along, you know, and, and that sort of thing. But that's the key thing with the engine. You know that they just at that two hundred thousand around there get that timing belt changed for a few hundred bucks, and that car depend if it's a better you know a better made car, it can go maybe double. You know, double it's. And back when I was growing up, it seemed like a car with a hundred thousand, maybe just American made cars. I don't know. It was like wow, you know, that's astounding.
2: Well, congratulations on your your Buick, ma'am. I mean, the Buick LeSabre 2002 still on the road. I must applaud you.
6: You know what? Actually, I've noticed, though, the reason I was calling about it, because I've seen a lot of Buick LeSabres driving around that look like my era. 2002, so I think it's over 20, yeah, over 20 years. So there's got to be, that must have been made well. Do we have
2: any other Buick LeSabre fans in the audience with uh, well over 100,000 miles on the odometer? From the early 2000s. So we're trying to establish a trend here, Polly. That's what we're trying right, to do. Right,
6: right. I know. That's what I say, I, I did When you said about the show, I'm like, I've noticed a lot of them that are, because they're my color, too. So I just noticed by the color. I'm not good with makes and models. I'm like, wow, there's another car that looks like mine. But um, one other thing is the best car is a car that's paid for. Because you got to pay more insurance, not just interest. As long as your car is being financed, you're paying extra insurance. Yeah, so there's that to factor in, too. Um, I, I've never bought a new car. I've gotten plenty of used cars for two to 4000 that have lasted me two to four to five years. So I think that's still ahead of the game as far as if you buy new used and you're financing for three years, five years, if you do the math. Yeah. But oil right. changes, and like I say, at that 200000 mark, if it's a decent car, get that timing belt changed. Well, oil
2: changes are very, very important. Uh, Thank you very much. I used to know a guy who had one of those uh, Volkswagen, was it a Carmen Gia? Am I saying it correctly? And uh, nobody ever told him that he had to change the oil in the thing. So he's tooling around Southern California one day and suddenly the car dies and he finds out the hard way that, oh, I guess oil changes really have a place in the maintenance of a vehicle. Oops. Uh, let's get back to the calls. Uh, how many miles on your car? How long are you going to keep it? Trying to figure out uh, some good long-range vehicles. Uh, here is uh, Steve in Angola. Steve, you're on WBEN. Hello. How
7: are you doing, sir? Yes, sir. Okay, yeah, I have a uh, 2008 Ford Escape. I have 157,000 miles. 158,000 miles on it. And uh, it's a V6, and it's running like a top. That's any, all it takes.
2: Pardon any me? any major issues with it over the years?
7: I just threw a new water pump in, which is, you know, typical. And uh, about uh, five and a half bills. So, but uh, it's bought, paid for, insurance is cheap, like the lady said before. You know, a, you can keep these cars going as long as you maintain them. You know, it's a good recommended way to take care of it. I've I've had a '77 uh, Pinot that I drove for 135,000 miles. When I sold it, it was still running. Guy was very happy buying it. I had a Buick Skylark in '72. I uh, had 140,000 miles on it. An old GM three hundred and fifty, but uh, as long as you take care of them, they'll last you as long as you want. As so long as if bought,
2: if, if you were going to go out and lease or buy a car right now, what would you be leaning toward? Used car. <laughs> an Any older specific brand, make, model?
7: I I like the Buicks, but uh, you know I'm not sure. You know I, I, I'd have to. Research it a little bit more. I, I can't give you an answer right now. So, but right now I'm I'm happy with my Ford Escape. And I was told by other people, I see that a lot of them on the road. It's a four wheel drive, and they're like they're like, you got a lot of life left because we got two hundred fifty thousand miles on. Them.
2: Yeah, yeah. Sunday I know is a Ford Escape, and they've got quite a few uh, miles on it. Thank you very much. I appreciate the call. Uh, what are you driving? How many miles are on it? And at what point do you say? time to trade this in Try a uh, time to sell it because like many of you I have never held on to a car as long as I've held on to what I'm driving now which is a 2017 with 46,000 miles on it so I'm not a real good uh, judge as far as uh, uh, odometer readings I do know that all of the recommended maintenance I've had done over the years uh, obviously the replacing of the tires and all the stuff that has to be done from time to time as far as vehicular maintenance but I've uh, got really no complaints with it back to the calls wben dale in niagara falls it is your turn hello
8: hey thanks i'm a buick guy um i had uh, i currently drive a buick regal it's a 2014 and it's got about 117,000 miles on it now but um the car i had previously was also a buick regal it was a 2001 and um the that car had four hundred and seventy-five thousand miles on it when I sold it. No way. Bought it, yes. And the guy that bought it put it over the half a million mark. I don't know where it is now. It's probably in the junkyard, I'm sure. But, um, but I sold that car in, uh, uh, let's see, 20, 2015 Yeah.
2: Well, I don't want. I don't want to be stupid, but uh, how, how much does somebody pay for a car with? that many miles on it you start looking at half a million almost half a million i mean what if a thousand
8: dollars my son-in-law sold it on craigslist for a thousand dollars
2: wow I he could probably sold it. himself for more but
8: yeah i don't know but it's a fabulous car it had a um supercharged um, v8 3800 v8 and it was a grand sport a G- buick G- regal gs that's what i currently drive to is a, a buick regal gs but it's four-cylinder with a Turbocharger on it, and it's all-wheel drive. It's a great car. So, so, um, so
2: what, in, in your opinion, in your opinion, as I presume a veteran driver, and this is like the what second call we've had on Buicks. Why are Buicks so reliable in the long term?
8: I don't know, but um, I'm telling you, um, you heard it before on your Oil changes, big deal. You got to you got to be faithful on the oil changes, oil and filter. Um, when I, on that Buick on the. <laughs> The uh, 475,000, about a quarter of a million miles, about 250, the transmission went. So I had a transmission replaced. They didn't rebuild it; they just put another one in, a new one, a factory rebuilt. Yeah, that's but, a um, of Yeah, but that was a, a quarter of a million at about 300,000. I had one head crack, and they had the uh, had a head from a junkyard from uh, Pontiac taken out and put it on the engine. Huh. and uh, that, and that was it those are the only two major repairs everything else was minor very very interesting
2: uh thank you very much mm-hmm. i appreciate the appreciate the call so you guys are holding on to your cars longer than ever before kind of curious where your odometer is and uh, for how long you plan on holding on to whatever it is you're driving uh get some ideas here for long lasting vehicles here's jim in uh, buffalo you're on wben james
1: Hey, good afternoon, Tom. Yes, sir. Uh, I've been around, been around cars my whole life. Uh, the one thing I'd like to mention, uh, I just about a year ago got out of a Buick LeSabre. You just had a call uh, about three calls ago about a Buick LeSabre. They are phenomenal automobiles from the year 2000 to 2005. That's when they were stopped uh, produced. They had a 3,800 series V6 engine in which... Uh, in slang term, is bulletproof, as long as you do maintenance. But the thing I'd like to mention, right now I'm driving a uh, Honda CRV, and as I sit here, 213,153 miles. But in the old days, we all remember that road salt killed cars in this area of the country. Well, now not only do we have road salt, but they're adding a... uh, um, Uh, A liquid chemical to the rock salt, which unfortunately, from my understanding, has seven times the corrosive uh, quality that rock salt used to have. So now, in many cases, it's not a matter of the engine wearing out on the car, but like my Buick LeSabre was a beautiful car, diamond white paint, leather, roof, very, very nice car, but the frame underneath, the underneath of the car, uh, just rotted out. And that was the death of the automobile, not the mechanics of it. Um, Now, if
2: if anybody has any information on that, I'd like to know exactly what this new stuff is they're using, and is it a conspiracy amongst the automakers to get people to buy cars?
1: Calcium chloride is what I believe it is, and it's a liquid additive, Hmm. uh, and it just is the death. Because no matter how careful you are, even when you go through the major car washes and they advertise a chassis bath, there's no way to keep the underneath of that car clean. And once you drive through any type of damp road with that uh, that the splash up, um, you're just spreading that in every nook and cranny. You just can't. You're on an
2: uphill battle. It's impossible. But Well, it's always important to keep one's undercarriage clean. Anything else that uh, people should know?
1: Just that, uh, you know, if you want a really good, reliable car, uh, not that the general public's going to do this, but I would go to somewhere like Indiana or Iowa and pick up a, a mid-zero Buick LeSabre that's been well-maintained, and as long as the frame doesn't rot out on the car, That's a car that even if you buy a 2005 today, you're still going to get 10 more years out of it. Change the oil, change the filters. That's what everybody's been harping. And what one lady said before, and and it was misunderstood, um, you thought she had said change the the oil. What she was trying to say was make sure that you also pay attention to the timing belt or timing chain. Uh, If they are not changed after a couple hundred thousand miles, they can break when they break usually that also is a death sentence for the car yeah she
2: mentioned that on the on the tiguan uh they did that and then they resold it but she was also big on on the oil changes
1: and and don't forget me wrong this honda crv i'm driving is older it's got like i said 213 the car is not like brand new the front struts are safe but they make a little noise. I mean, you got to put up with some idiosyncrasies if you're not driving a brand new car. But it's safe, it's solid, it's clean. The air blows cold, uh, you know. And I paid forty-six hundred dollars for the vehicle wow. about a year and a half ago. And and you just can't find anything usually in that price segment anymore that is a decent, safe, roadworthy automobile. But they're out there if you look. But you cannot be afraid. Of the odometer reading. Been in the car business my whole life, sold cars for years. Here's the mistake that most people make on a used car, they buy an odometer, not a car. And what I'm trying to say is they're so hung up on how many miles it has. There can be a car with 150,000 miles that's been maintained impeccably. And it's going to be a much better car for a much far lower price than a 60,000 mile car that's never had the oil changed, and and you're going to pay so much because you're actually paying for a low-mileage odometer.
2: So, uh, understood. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate the call. Although I would tell you I would never buy a car with uh, that many miles on it. So I, I guess I'm a prisoner of the odometer. I'm, I'm probably stupid, but I think we've established that already. 803 0930 star 930 is the phone number 1 800 WBEN. Let's go to uh, Elizabeth in uh, Buffalo. You're on WBEN. Hello. Hi. Um, yes, ma'am. I
0: love your show.
6: Um, oh, I have a 2005. 2005- Toyota Camry with 240,000 miles on it. My husband, cha- 240 yes, 240,000 miles on it, and he changes the oil regularly, and we've never had a problem with this car.
2: What other kinds of maintenance have you done other than the oil changes?
6: Um, he's had to replace the struts, and probably the oh, the water pump. And I think that's really been about it.
2: So, I mean, obviously you've got a handy husband, but is there a point in time where mentally you've said to yourself, this will be it. This is when I'm getting rid of this vehicle.
6: Nope. We'll wait till it dies.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Going to drive it into the ground, as they say.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
2: Well, a Toyota Camry, uh, well over 200,000 miles, and, uh, yeah, everybody's been really, really big on the oil changes and, uh, obviously, the other maintenance that has to be done. Yep,
6: yeah, and the transmission oil. He'll change that from time to time as well as the radiator fluid. He'll empty that all out, and he changes that from time to time as well.
2: Wow. Well, good for him. It's good to have a handy husband, I guess, saving you a lot of money, saving you both Definitely. a lot of money. All right, thank, th- thank you very much. I, uh, I appreciate it. Uh, let's move onward, uh, talking about how you guys are holding on to your cars longer than ever, and uh, so far the record caller on his, uh, what, Kenilworth rig, over 6 million miles. Four different engines, but over 6 million miles. You're on WBEN. Welcome to the show.
9: Yeah, Tom? Yes, sir. Okay, hey, uh, listen, I've never had a vehicle over 100,000 miles, but I've had a car payment for over 30 years. And uh, I'm getting sick of car payments. And recently, my daughter, not too long ago, she ran into a Walgreens column and took the column down. So my insurance company, because she was only 16 at the time, so her first day with her permit, they decided to jack me up because I own three cars, two which are paid for, one I have a loan out on. And uh, they jacked me up to $600 a month. So I'm contemplating whether I should get another vehicle for the first time and not have a car payment in over 30 years. I mean, it's ridiculous. The car payments have gone up so much. The insurance is going up so much. I mean and I, I got I got multiple houses, five Harleys with the same insurance company and it doesn't matter. They don't care. They just they're you know, you got a young kid in there, you're 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 in a lot of trouble if it comes to the payment, you know. Yes. So
2: Have you shopped around different companies? Because one of the things I'm sure you are well aware of, one of the things that happens is rate creep. Like once they get you as a customer, they slowly jack up their rates because they know what a pain in the butt it is to shop it around.
9: Yeah, I got to do that next, you know, but it's just such a hassle because I got so many different things to, you know, shop around for. It's like, oh boy, here we go again. So I've been with the same company for years. I've been happy with them, but... You know, paying $600 a month for three vehicles, two of which are paid for. I don't even care about the collision on them. It it just doesn't make any sense. And then the car payments, they're outrageous now. I mean, and the interest rate has gone up so much. I mean, it's to me, I'm thinking about for the first time, I could still drive in in luxury better than the Kings did back in the day, if you think about it. So, hey, if I got a little little pothole, little hole in the side of my car, I don't care. I don't have a payment. I think it's worth it this time
2: well i mean i've been wondering about uh, do i even need a car uh i mean i think i do need a car but uh with all the ride sharing there is right now i mean more often than not i'll find myself using one of the ride sharing services to get where i'm going and to get back from where i'm going um thank what, you very much what
9: they're doing, what, what they're doing for the streets at river road and Niagara yes. falls Boulevard, it makes you wonder if they're trying to push you towards a bus or a train that's because they're, they're <laughs> terrible. They're backed up now. They're, with one lane, they're, they're getting horrible.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, unfortunately, as you know, the old expression, there are two seasons in western New York, winter and and construction and we always bitch about the roads not being in really great shape but uh this is the time when they uh, when they do it oh, thanks a million man i i appreciate it yeah i was going to the river grill getting off the 290 at uh, was a kenmore avenue and uh so they were doing some of the work down there and i was whoa <laughs> am i really driving on this i <laughs> hope the tires don't go flat on me
0: tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone